The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is Miss Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam Tam. Hi, everybody. So I have something special for today. No, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. Fine. I'm going to start off with my own thought when I started reading about our particular guy. Go ahead. My computer just decided to start. No, my computer just decided to freaking just be loud. Well, if you weren't Sorry. screwing around. I'm not screwing around. <coughs> run, 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 little rabbit. I won't even look where you're going, but I will find you. I will hunt you down, and I will kill you like an animal. Today is about Robert Hansen, a.k.a. the Butcher Baker. Let's get into him. You got a weird look on your yeah. face. No, I was just wondering because I thought we were doing a different one, and then you threw out this name. And I'm like, oh crap! Okay, I was on the I wrong page. Said four times that I wanted to do Hanson. I, you know, I remember that now. But shut up, because <laughs> it was like no, because and then it was like, wait a minute, this isn't right. And like, then what yeah. the hell is he talking about? Yeah, it's my bad. I'm sorry. He's just messing with me again. Robert Hanson operated out of uh, the Anchorage, Alaska area. But before oh, okay. that, Hansen was born in Esterville, Iowa, to Danish inter- immigrants. His parents' names were Christian and Edna Hansen. And much like a lot of children, Robert followed his fa- in his father's footsteps, and he became a baker. Okay. Robert was very shy, though, and afflicted with a bad case of acne. So, of course, you know, girls at school that he wanted to get attention from really weren't attracted to him. I was going to say, they probably weren't very nice. Right. I'm thinking he's getting shunned and, and all kinds of things. Yeah. So during his youth, he began to hate those girls. And that, that fed his fantasies of, of, of getting his cruel revenge. This seems to be the trend with a lot of our killers, though, uh, yeah. that, that, that we've looked at. Not getting enough attention, being shy, things like that. This is true. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. In his youth, he was described as a loner and very quiet. He also had a kind of a rough relationship with his domineering dad. And with all that going on, he took up hunting and archery as well. He found refuge in those, in those activities. I imagine it was a good way for him to get away from his father as well as, you know, kind of be alone and away from people that were teasing him. And right. it, that was probably even his safe place. While he was out in the woods, he's hunting and, and shooting okay. bows and arrows. Shooting bows and arrows. Yeah, archery. No, no, I just kept thinking cowboys and Indians when you said that. That's why I was laughing. You're freaking weird as shit. Shut up. I grew up in Iowa, so that's all we had to play with. Oh, I forgot about that. Fucking yes. Iowa, nowhere. Yeah, actually, Esterville is 73 miles north. I mean, 71 miles north of where I lived. So if I disappear, folks, you know what happened. This Dude, is where the serial killers Iowa, come from. In Iowa, there's a lot of places, yes. In 1957, though, Hansen uh, enlisted in the U.S. Army Reserve, and he was discharged about a year later, and I wasn't able to find the reason why. It didn't say if it was an honorable discharge or a dishonorable discharge. Really? Yeah. Okay, no, no, I'm on the hunt now because I know how to look up military records. So. Oh, sweet. No. I did. 
After that, he became an assistant drill instructor for the uh, police department in Pocahontas, Iowa. Do you know where Pocahontas is? Not exactly. Apparently, no. it's in Iowa. <laughs> That's where he met his first wife in 1960 that he was very briefly married to. And he's only 21 years old. Okay. Robert burnt down the Pocahontas County school bus barn. Uh, and it was a way for him to get revenge against the high school of where he was being teased. And, you know, the girls shunned him. Okay, so like he that. burned down the school bus barn as opposed to doing anything with the students and the school itself. Right. Okay. I'm trying to follow here. <laughs> You following along a so little, far? A little bit. All right. We'll see. There's a whole bottle of wine right there. <laughs> yeah, that'll help me follow along. Yeah, better. that'll help. <laughs> Good wine always helps you follow That's along. That's right. He was arrested. He served 20 months uh, out of the three years for arson in the uh, Anamosa State Penitentiary. Did I pronounce that right? That Anamosa? sounds right. Nah, it, that's I'm, okay. No, I'm just saying it doesn't sound different, but, you know, because I was full of Dutch and that kind of stuff, so I'm, so, I'm just saying Dutch and German is very predominant out there. When I date, girls are full of Greek, but anyway, well, you, <laughs> that's terrible. Sometimes I hate you. <laughs> Me too. <clears throat> While he was locked up, he was diagnosed uh, with having manic depression, which is now called being bipolar. Right. The psychiatrist that saw him noted that Hansen hadn't... Uh, Infantile type personality. He was determined to get back at anyone who ever wronged him in his life. Uh, his wife of six months filed for divorce uh, when he was locked up and she left him. Okay. So it's him and his first wife, and I couldn't find her name. But it's a six month marriage, so. Yeah, you probably won't really find it. Right. And can you blame her, though? Um, here's a dude, uh, you know, and he's burning down a bus barn and really acting like a spoiled child over. Th- over things that people did in his youth when he's yeah, a teenager. Exactly. I can't imagine what he would do to adults that, you know, that, that have wronged him in his adult life. See, and that's what I'm thinking, too. It's like, you know, I don't know. Sippy poo of the wine. Sippy poo. So, by 1967, Hanson had remarried. He married a girl named uh, Darla Hendrickson. Very close to his name. And they moved to Anchorage, Alaska. Welcome to Alaska, the last frontier. Right. Um, it was said that he was well-liked by everyone, and, uh, and he even set a few hunting records as well. Okay. You know, Alaska's big on hunting. Oh, they are. They're huge on it. <coughs> and right. there's actually a lot of wild game up there. So. There really is. There's plenty of places to haunt, and I would love yeah. to do a trip up there to hunt. But, uh, so in December 1971, though, Hansen was arrested for the attempted rape of a unspecified housewife, as well as the attempted rape of a sex worker. As, a, as a, I didn't get that last part. Of a sex worker, of a oh, hooker. Oh, okay. I'll make it clearer. Of a whore. Uh, no, it's... Is that better? Of a hooker? Streetwalker? <laughs> okay, lot you're lizard. done. <laughs> Did you say lot lizard? Lot lizard. Yeah, those are for truck stops, but okay. Yeah, you never know. Maybe she's running, walk, walking around a truck stop in Anchorage. Going, you know, maybe so. some commercial company? <laughs> so dumb. He pled no contest and took a plea bargain, which got him about five years. But after only serving six months, he was uh, put on work release. So he gets to go to a halfway house. Okay. Six months later. The plea deal was, uh, was that he pleaded guilty to the assault with a deadly weapon charge of the housewife. And they would drop the charges against the sex worker. Okay. 
that which is kind of fucked up, but okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's, they're not giving that sex worker worker justice, but they're you know. Well, there you go. It's the seventies, you know. Yeah. Well, humans are human. I'm sorry. Then in 1977, I love this one here. 1977, he, pe- he pled guilty to larceny charges after he was caught trying to steal a chainsaw from a Fred Myers store in Anchorage. And for those of you that don't know what Fred Myers is, it's the it's same Kro- as Kroger. Yeah, I was going to say Kroger. Right, but back yeah. then Kroger didn't own him yet. Yeah. I know because Fred Myers is very popular out here. Yeah, everybody out here uh, yeah. knows, you know, from well, Oregon, Washington, Idaho. Right. The Idaho. Uh, and Alaska, all, we all know who, what Fred Myers is. Yeah, totally. So he was ordered to get psychiatric help to deal with his bipolar disorder. He was given, uh, he was given five years, but they released him uh, with time served. Right. So that's on the new charge of larceny. Right. Okay. Okay, so here we see, here we're seeing so much of Hanson's personality really being displayed. He's indeed childish, and I feel like he might even be a bit self-centered. Oh, sounds like it. Uh huh. But don't get that wrong. That is not like. I don't want. That is not all bipolar people. No, so, no, totally. We're yeah, talking it's about not handsome. like a common, you know, thread. Yeah, right. I think that he feels like he's entitled to things that he's really not entitled to, though. Yeah, it that sounds like it. Entitlement. Sounds like it. Um, I also feel like he kind of keeps getting away with shit. And, and not nobody's having doing to serve, anything, huh? Yeah, and he's not, he's not having to serve anywhere near his time or yeah. near his full sentence. He yeah. gets arrested. Six months later, short time later, boom, he's back out. Yeah, did it say anything about him being a smooth talker or anything no, like that? No, but when you see his picture, he kind of looks to me like um, Matthew Broderick. Oh, okay. Like the young Matthew Broderick. No, because that was when it, because remember Charles Albright got in all that trouble, but everybody kept letting him go because, oh, he was funny and he just seemed like a, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was kind of thinking But yeah, he, he's well liked and, you know, he's kind of a mild mannered guy. Okay. You know, he looks like, he looks like Matthew Broderick and, I mean, really, would, would you kick Matthew Broderick's ass? When he was younger, that nah, probably not. no, because I always think of I will to this my dying day probably think of him as Ferris Bueller. Bueller. Yep, Bueller. you know, just like I always think of John Cryer as Ducky. Bueller, <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can do it like Ben Stein, but yeah. No shit, huh? So, to my understanding, Hanson was actually a family man. He had a okay. wife, kids, a house, and a business owner as well because he had his own bakery. Um, and that's what it looked like on the surface. Okay. Um, it looked like he was your, your, your average dude living his best life. Right. You know, with his family. What was lurking in the depths of his soul was much more sinister and terrifying. Hanson would pick up sex workers, uh, and then he'd get them to their cabin, his, his cabin at gunpoint, where he would rape them. Uh, he'd blindfold them. Uh, he, he'd then bind them up take him to a small airport, take him to another cabin where he would release them and hunt them. Holy the shit. Only thing that, the only way you can access this cabin area, this the area that it's in, was by brush plane or by boat. I was going to say, is brush plane those, like, water planes? Like a water plane. Okay. Yeah. That's what, I just wanted to clarify for my own peace of mind. So that's where the fun really began, though. He'd fly the girls to the cabin. He'd release them and hunt them like wild game. Okay. And like I said, the island is surrounded by water, and it, that's the only way you can access it. Boat or plane. Yeah. That's it. You ain't driving there, So yet. it doesn't matter where they go. They can't get away anyways. No. 
That's why I said, run, 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 little rabbit. And Sometimes I don't like you. He would give him a head start. And he would actually kind of stalk him and watch him and wait until they got a little comfortable before taking his shot and killing him. Dude. That scares me. My personal notes now. Ha ha. Oh, great. I read in an interview that, uh, that I think that Hansen had, had said that he knew that the girls could not get off the island. Okay, and I'm pretty sure that's what I read. He tracked them and even watched them closely as they tried to escape. Uh, he liked that after a while, the girls would start to feel like they could get away. And that was the thrill for him. Yeah, it sounds like he's a, yeah. Yeah, hunting him no different than an animal. <sighs> That's so scary to me. So let's get up to... Now people wonder why I don't go camping. I'm starting <laughs> to think that the 80s, though, was like the, the decade of the serial killer. Well, it kind of was. 80s and early 90s. Because I think it was, wasn't it in the late 90s, early 2000s when like mass murders... Sorry, like the, you know, mass shootings and everything. Yeah, that, was, that yeah. was it. Which I don't think serial killers are gone. I just don't think we hear about them. <laughs> I'm just saying. I agree. So. Serial, serial killers aren't gone. They've no. just gotten smarter. Well, no, and I think mass murders have taken over the media. They like, have. you know, mass shooters and all that. But think about it. With all the shows about serial killers. Oh, yeah. People have, I mean, they're like, ooh, that would get me caught. You can learn a lot. Yeah. I used to always say my mom watched those true crime shows because she wanted to plan the perfect murder, but whatever. Except for with me, because we know your mom loves me. I'm done. <laughs> Not I, you're done. I'm done. On June 18th of 83, Hansen offered Cindy Paulson $200 for what they said was oral sex. For those of you who don't know what that is, a blowjob. Cindy was... Fellatio. Fellatio. Cindy was 17 years old. When she got in the car, he pulled a gun on her and drove her to his home in Muldoon. In where? Muldoon, uh, Alaska. Oh, okay. There, he not only held her captive, but he tortured her and raped her, according to Cindy. She also said that after he was done, he chained her up by the neck and then went to take a nap on a nearby couch. Okay, so you said according to Cindy. That's the victim. Okay, so she didn't die. She came back from the dead and gave the statement. That's what okay, the fuck no, she did. You were talking about victims, and then I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't making sense. I'm clarifying. Jesus Christ. You know what? Shut up. My name's Cindy Paulson, and I'm back from the dead. No, because I was like following along. I'm like, wait a minute. Did he just say Cindy? Right, right. Okay. When he woke up, uh, he drove her to Merrillfield Airport, where his plane was stored. He told, uh, he told her that he was going to take, take her out to his cabin, which was located on the Kinnick River area of, I've tried to pronounce this before, Matanuska Valley. Okay. So Paulson crashed, crouched down in the back seat of the car. Uh, her hands were handcuffed in front of her body. Uh, she saw a chance to escape, though, when, uh, when, when Hanson was loading the cockpit of the plane. Mm. I want to point out that it takes extreme bravery, by the way. This is one of my notes. To, to try to escape. Oh, it does. You've it already does. been victimized. You've been tortured. You've been raped. And you don't know what they're going to do. And you don't know where the fuck you are. That's true, too. 
and you know that this guy probably is out to kill you. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I mean, because look at what, um, uh, what was her first name? Ackroyd's only surviving victim. Um, and I um, just fuck- I know, I've got her face. I know, I have it in the tip of my tongue. But, you know, because she was very Gabriel brave. Gabrielson was the last thing. Yeah. But she was very brave herself. You know, she considering was. she was just, you know, victimized. And she was just like, you know, just take me home. Yeah. And she was calm. I like pointing out acts of bravery from, from victims. Me too. Really me too. Because it takes a lot. And Cindy Paulson, if you ever hear this, congratulations. You yeah. are a brave woman. Exactly. Kudos to you. So while Hans's back was turned, she slid out of the back seat, opened the driver's door, and ran towards 6th Avenue. Uh, she had left her blue sneakers on the back seat as evidence to show that she was actually in that car. So she actually thought ahead. So she thought ahead. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Good for her. Yeah, that's why I was pretty impressed with her. Yeah. Even though she was kind of a, she's a street worker. Yeah, but, she's, but you know, still, that might be why she was so smart about it, too. Yeah, I was pretty freaking impressed. Yeah. So Hanson saw that she had escaped, and he gave chase. He's chasing after her, right? And she made it to the road before he can catch her. Okay. She managed to flag down a passing truck driver who gave her uh, a ride out of there because the truck driver was looking at her and going, man, you were just tore up from the floor up. She's handcuffed. She's, she's barefooted. She's disheveled. So, and she just says, drop me off at the, at the first hotel that you come to. Wow. So the truck driver does just that. Drops her off at the at the mush inn, and she ran inside. And the driver continued on to work. Okay. Said, okay. Hey, she's safe. Okay. Right. So the police are called about a handcuffed woman that just ran in here. Okay. Uh, and I think it was a truck driver that actually called. He stops. Go. Hey, man, I picked up a. a oh, okay. Chick. I was gonna say. Somebody gonna say that they saw this truck drop her off and then blame him. I was. No. No. Okay. No. Good. He's fine. He's fine. Good. Living his best life in Alaska. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, my personal note, this is where I'm confused a bit. I don't doubt what she told the cops, but this next part, well, why? So when the cops showed up to the mush inn, uh, they were told that she caught a cab over to Big Timber Inn. Because that's where her boyfriend was, by the way. Her what? Her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, So they go over there to question Paulson. She told the police that she had left her blue sneakers on the floor of the sedan and that Hanson had taken her in. Okay? Mm-hmm. All about Hanson. So she described the inside of the house as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hanson gets questioned about Paulson and denies her ac- accusations. And he tells the police that uh, Paulson was just trying to start trouble and he wasn't going to pay her uh, extortion demands. Like, she's trying to extort him, right? Yeah. And the police buy it. Of course they did. Uh, but what he didn't realize, though, at the time, and it's all playing later, is that some of the bodies that uh, that he had buried had been discovered by a construction worker prior to uh, his abduction of Paulson. Oh, snap dragon. Here comes the great detective Glenn Froth of the Alaska State Troopers. Okay. Hello, Detective Froth. Floth, I'm sorry. F-L-O-T-H-E. Um, he, had, he had been part of a, uh, a team investigating the discovery of several bodies in, in and around the uh, Anchorage and Seward and uh, Matanuska Susatina, Jesus, Valley area. There you go. 
Anyway, that value. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> no, I can't. Like my brain exploded. You keep trying, and it's not working. It's just not going to work out for me. Yeah. Um, so, there were three bodies that were found near the place where Hansen um, had his hunting cabin. Okay. Okay. Detective Floth, three body uh, had three bodies by the, uh, the same killer. That's what he knew. Okay. Okay. So Floth then calls the FBI to give him a, give him a hand. You know, hey, help oh, us out. Of course. Here. Yeah. Special Agent John Douglas had requested the help of a criminal uh, psycho- psychological profiler. And based on the three discoveries of the body, Doug- Douglas thought that the killer would it be an experienced hunter. Okay. He'd have self-esteem issues. Okay. And have a history of being rejected by a woman. And would feel wow. that he needs to keep souvenirs of his murders. He also j- suggested that the, that the killer might stutter. And using this profile... In the investigation, Floth, uh, while Floth's uh, investigated possible suspects, uh, he reached Hansen, who fit the profile perfectly and owned a plane. Because, one thing I forgot to include in here, was as a child, Hansen stuttered. There you have it. There you go. So I can see this detective in my head, and I can see him saying, Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Look, you checked off three. Let me check a little bit more to see if you get more. Yeah. Yeah, surprise. We got you, fucker. Yeah. Um, with Paulson's report of being abducted and raped by Hansen, the FBI profile, uh, and the FBI profile, Detective Floth, Floth? I wish I knew how to pronounce his name. Anyway, uh, gets a search warrant, and he searches Hansen's home, car, and plane. Holy and shit. During the search, they found jewelry that belonged to some of the missing women. Holy cow, no. Uh-huh. Uh, Not like trying to hide it or anything, huh? Uh, they also found a stash of firearms that Hansen had hidden uh, in the corner of his a- attic. I want to point out that tucking away guns isn't exactly a crime or even strange. People just talk, you know, sometimes they go, hey, I'm not using these rifles. I'm going to tuck them yeah. away because, it's, you know, I'm going to keep them. But, you know, well, nowadays we all use gun safes. It's a little safer. The strange thing, though, was that they found a map behind his headboard with 37 little X's, which matched where some of the bodies had already been found. No way. Uh-huh. Right behind his bedboard. And this is October 27th of 1983. Wow. They're closing in on you, Robert. Yeah, nothing like leaving them X marks the spot maps, huh? No, Ken, I have a body here and here and here and here. Dude, it's not like he, she, never mind. He's like gave him the clue like Dora. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All Hanson needed to do was start singing backpack, backpack. Exactly. Backpack, backpack. Swipe or no swiping. On the map, on the map, on the map, on the map. <laughs> Dude, this is, I just want to hit him. He's so dumb. So Hansen kept on denying the charges until each piece of evidence was presented to him. And knowing that he was busted, he finally confessed, uh, confessed to a killing spree of women that started in 1971. To 1989. Uh, Is that? 83. Oh, 83. I thought you said 89. Sorry. Yeah. Unless I misprinted something. Anyway, I may have said that, and if I did that, then I apologize. My personal note. In case you're bad at math. I guess it must have been 89. Anyway. Oh, no, it wasn't. Okay. From, yeah, 71 to 83. In case you're bad at math, 
That's 12 year span of killing that he admitted to. He might have been killing longer than that. Hansen's earliest victims were girls between 16 and 19 years old, unlike the prostitutes that led to his arrest. Yeah, you wonder if he started in college. Maybe, if he even age. went to college. I don't well, I'm saying college age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Originally, however, Hansen was only charged with kidnapping, assault, and multiple weapons charges. Uh, and the and insurance fraud, because he, he uh, had a, a claim with <laughs> his insurance company, said that he was missing some trophies. And later told the police that he had found the trophies in his backyard and simply forgot to tell the insurance company about it. What trophies? I don't know. Probably <laughs> you know, hunting? It's like double entendre there. Maybe it's hunting. <laughs> Shut up. Um, it wasn't until the ballistics test results came back from the lab that he was charged with the murders. Okay, that makes sense. He then entered into a plea bargain. Um, he pled guilty to four murders and gave details on, on his other victims. Okay. The police had evidence of more victims, by the way. Um, he pled, he pled, he plea bargained also his, God dang, reading is hard. His plea bargain also included that he. glasses, you dork. I can't use my glasses this close. Oh. Because they're far away. (laughs) Not close up. So I don't need him in the bedroom. (laughs) His plea bargain included that he serves life in prison with, and no media coverage. Mm. So they didn't want him bragging. Exactly. Yeah. He showed investigators 17 graves where his victims were buried, 12 of which the police didn't even know about. Did they match up with the X's on the map? Matched up, oh yeah. (laughs) They matched up quite well, actually. Holy shit. Follow the map. Yeah, dude, look at the other X's. You'll find more bodies. Yeah, and that's pretty much what they did. Okay, they did do that? Good. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up, then we're going to get to some Q&A. Okay, there have been two movies and some books written about him. What movies did it say? In Frozen Ground from 2013, Naked Fear 2007. I actually heard of Unfrozen Ground. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just and I've heard of it. <laughs> and then there's two books that are entitled the entitled The Butcher Baker. One's by Walter Gilmore and Leland Hale, and the other one is uh, just as a true story of Robert Hansen. It's book 2 of True Crimes. Okay. Um and there's several other books about him as well. Yeah. He's also been featured in several documentaries. Right. And actually part of, actually a couple aspects of his, you know, the, his profile and his actually, his actual acts sound like they were inspirations for killers on criminal minds too. Oh, I, I wouldn't Because you were reading it. a couple of things. I'm like, wait a minute. And it kind of plays into what I had said before about uh, killers are all around us a few episodes ago. Here's oh, this guy. is true. Here's a guy. He owns a bakery. So everybody goes to a bakery. Everybody. You know, um, especially like, you know, if this is the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, which is where they used to go get their bread, everything back then. Right. So you go to the bakery. Maybe you get a pie. Maybe you get a cake, you know, some cupcakes. Right. But you know this guy. He's a oh, local yeah. business owner. Yeah. And he really. And I was big on. And I know Iowa. I don't know about Alaska, but I was big on helping out the mom and pop stores. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So he's a business owner. His peers all like him. Yeah. He, he's an excellent hunter. You know, he's got mm-hmm. bragging rights. He's setting, you know, records. Yeah. For hunting, game. 
And this is crazy. All in all, this is a guy. I mean, just looking at his pictures, although he seems like he might have a stick up his ass. I'd be like, okay, I treat this guy decent, you know? Like, hey, man, how's, if he was one of my neighbors, I'd be like, hey, Robert, what's happening, brother? Yeah. You know? Just your run-of-the-mill average guy. Right. Like, uh, you know, if I, if I had a question like, hey, I want to go uh, hunt bighorn sheep. Yeah. I'd be like, what's the best place to go? And I know that this dude would know it. Yeah. I would, just based on looking at him, I would have never guessed myself. Yeah. This is that guy that, I didn't know. I didn't even expect that shit to happen. Yeah, he's the typical one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, which, like we said, we've commented on it a lot. That it's like, you know, a lot of people, they get arrested for serial killing. It's like their neighbors and their friends are like, I never, you, you have to have the wrong guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. If I ever got arrested for that shit, everybody would be like, we knew it was that bastard. <laughs> no, they're going to say, I knew he would get killed. Not, <laughs> I know he's a killer. <laughs> <clears throat> so, questions. Dun, dun, dun. You Q&A'd me on the last one. So I did. I had turn. a lot of Q&A on the last one. Right. And now I'm going to start setting mine up like that. That way there, I can extend mine way the hell out. For like 8,000 damn hours. And I'm going to drive you crazy. It wasn't that I wanted to extend it out for 8,000 hours. It was so, because it was so convoluted and in depth. It took 10 years, 4 hours and 13 <laughs> minutes and like a, a 100 days to finish. Not. It was just a two-parter. Be quiet. It was, it should have been 10,000 parts. <laughs> He's lying, people. It He's talking us, about the Honolulu Strangler. It took us so long that now I have a Rip Van Winkle beard. <laughs> He's lying. I'm collecting social security. (laughs) My dog's over there laying dead on the floor. That's right. Poor ghost died. (laughs) Whatever. Shut up. (laughs) I hate you. Go ahead. Ask me a question. I'm ready. All right. First off, nature or nurture? I would... I don't know. You didn't really talk about... I mean, as far as his home life being abusive, though. Did you? I kind of did. It said, uh, it, all, only thing I could find about his dad was a very uh, demanding dad. Or, I was going to say, but that's common, you know, with, in that area. Yeah. And I don't think, while he well, it said it was a rough relationship, if it was super rough, he, I don't think I think that it would have been more in-depth. He wouldn't have followed in his dad's footsteps. Yeah. So, I would probably say, but then he was bullied in school. Ah, there you go. Treated like crap. You know, so he kind of built this resentment. So, in my mind, you're dealing with immigrant parents, right? Right. Maybe you're not getting a whole lot of attention at home. That could be. Then you go to school. And you're getting bullied at school. You're bullied at school. Yeah. You're coming to an age where you're like, hey, I want to kind of date girls. I want to feel some titties. And, and I stutter and I have acne. But here I am. I stutter like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> and I, you know, I've got acne like I'm a pizza gone bad. <laughs> Why? No, never mind. And no chick will even look at me. Yeah. And God, you know, that's kind of hard. You know, because... I don't know. Dude, what is going on? (laughs) But I would think, because I would almost say more nature. Because nature to me, nurture is what you're taught in your home life, where nature is what is your outside influence and stuff. 
to me. He takes up hunting and didn't say anything about his dad being a hunter. True. Or an uncle. Right. So that would be nature, wouldn't it? I wonder where his turning point was where he took something that he has a passion for, like hunting, and says... I can use this to do this. Right. And I think, honestly, I think that's how he was getting the revenge. Because remember, we talked about how he had that childish personality. Exactly. You know, I'm going to get revenge. So I think that he's picking up these hot chicks, sex worker or not. Right. He still finds them attractive. And killing them because he's killing the girls that rejected him in high school. Right. Right. It almost makes me wonder if, I mean, I would almost like to compare the pictures of the girls from his high school class, like a yearbook, to the ones that he murdered. You know what I'm saying? Right, but I don't think they take good pictures once they're dead. Whatever, dude. They're not as pretty. (laughs) Shut up. And they've been in the ground for a little while. Okay, we're done. (laughs) That's not what I meant. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's kind of... I meant, because you know, I'm sure there's pictures of these women before they passed away. Dip shit. Oh, yeah, before and after pictures. I see those on Infomercials. <laughs> okay, I meant... Th- Never mind. We're done. <laughs> before uh, before Robert? I meant after. to say that the take the pictures of the girls in his yearbook and compare them with the before the people were dead pictures to ah. see if some of them compared, you know, as far as hair, that kind of stuff. It would be interesting, though. Yeah, because like, that would be a very interesting study right there. Or it could just be pretty girls in general. That could be, too. You know, considering that that Paulson was only 17 years old. This is true, too. So you're looking at youth. You're looking at beauty, which that would be right around the age that he was that the chicks were saying, hey, exactly. You know, That's fuck right too. off because you're a stuttering pizza. dude. Damn, I just I don't even know on this one. Yeah, it's a toughie, huh? This one is a tough one. Shit. Why do you got to do that to me? Usually it's obvious. <laughs> you know? What I'm curious about, and I tried to dig for it and couldn't find it, is if he just used his rifle or if he used bow and arrow. That'd be interesting to know, too. Because I saw a picture of him with a, uh, with a, a mountain goat that he shot a good-sized one, and he had uh, broadhead arrows and his, oh. and his his archery equipment out. Right. And so, did he use a recurve or a compound bow? It was a compound bow. Okay. I'm surprised pretty, I know that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a compound bow. Okay. Um so I'm just I'm kind of curious if it was specifically gunshot. Hmm. That or, would be interesting because if he used a I mean gunshot it's like there's, you know, you have sights and everything like that. With a bow and arrow. You have sights on a bow and arrow. Oh, you do? Yeah, there's a little side rack that you can put on there. Oh, okay. pins. Okay. You set the pins uh, to, to side in at, like, at different intervals. So, like, it could be, like, uh, you know, 50 oh, feet, okay. 100 feet, 200 feet. Right. Et cetera. Okay. And lets you know where you got to aim with it. All right. I don't know. That would be weird to know that, too. Right, it would. But I don't know if they had sites back then. I'm, fucking, I'm not that old. I wasn't born back in the freaking 60s. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, it, that would be interesting to know, too. Because there's also a different, from what I hear, because I have friends that hunt. And I have one friend that loves to hunt with guns. Okay, cool. But, I mean, he will hunt with bow and arrow occasionally. 
where I have another friend that that's all he hunts with is bow and arrow. Right. That's my buddy, Brandon. He's a, he's a bow. A yeah. Bowman. So it's like, it's a different mindset too, from my understanding. Right. You know? right. I want to get into bow hunting. Yeah, I've, I've fired, like, compound bows and stuff before. And let me tell you, if you don't have that leather guard on your Hurts forearm. Hurts like a bitch, doesn't it? it? I've had a bruise from my the middle of my elbow down to my wrist. Yeah, my first bow was a recurve. And oh, wow. I finally got an arm guard uh, when yeah. I was shooting. Yeah, it hurts like a bitch. You only do that about two times before you go, you know what? I think I need to go mow some lawn to oh. buy myself an arm guard. I was going to say, that's funny because I did it four times. <laughs> You're like my epilady story, but with a bow. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not that bad. No. <laughs> I was wrong. But no. Um, yeah, because like I said, it's a different mindset and everything. Because it's like you're more, you have to be more stealthy. And you know what I mean when it comes to hunting with a bow. Right. So let's talk about his wife and his kids, though. Okay. His wife and his kids had no idea that he was a serial killer. Oh, Yeah. So I can see that. My question is, and that's what I'd read, where was his wife and kids when he took Polson to his home? Yeah. Obviously, he had time. If you have time to rape and torture and take a nap. Right. So Maybe they, they were back visiting family. Could be. You know, could back in back the lower Iowa. 48. Yeah, back to Iowa. Yeah. You know, because that, that's pretty interesting. That you would, I mean, because, no, I, I've heard lots of stories before about how families don't know. Yeah. And so. So, I just, I found that all very, very bizarre. And, you know, if he came home with blood on him, that wouldn't be out of the ordinary. Exactly. He's a hunter. He hunts. And he, he's and he traps a, and does all not, that shit. He's not a recreational hunter. No. He hunts all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, seeing a little bit of blood here and there, even a lot of blood. Nothing really out of the ordinary. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, he just went out and hunt. Right. The only way it'd be out of the ordinary is if he came home with like a human head or something. Yeah. Then it'd be like, ah, Or that's he came home strange. with nothing. Ah, uh, maybe. You know. Damn. Okay, so where does the butcher part come in? Did you say that and I missed it? Because he hunted them and butchered them. Okay. I didn't hear the butcher part. I just heard hunting. So that's where I was confused. That was part of it. That's why he got the moniker of Butcher Baker. He was a baker. Now I understand. And the butcher. That's weird. So run, 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 little rabbit. Shut up, dude. Now now I'm going to be scared. Because I live out in the country and I hear gunshots all the time. Don't worry, little rabbit. You'll think you got away. Shut up. I'm done. But you didn't. No, that no, that is a good question, though. Right. Um, so yeah, that's what attracted me to that one. There was here's this guy I'm looking at that was just you know let's all chill, and uh, yeah, he's hunting down chicks. Yeah. With wow. his own fucking plane. Well, not just that is he's getting them, taking them to his special hunting grounds, and then letting them go to hunt. To hunt them, yeah. It's not like he found them and hunted them. No. Right, it's not like he stumbled upon. Okay, let, let let's put this out there. Put him like cheese in a maze, dude. It's not like there's wild pussy out there <laughs> running around the area. Oh my god, there's a woman like wild jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's a wild woman. There, no, they're they're indigenous to this part, sir. Wild women and guys just everywhere. <laughs> you, know, you need to get a hunting tag to hunt them. But yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's not the way people are generally kind of, you know, especially here in America, pretty fucking civilized. 
They're not just running around like animals, you know, like scenting the air, like sticking their no, nose up in the air. people often oh, refer to the way serial killers pick up their victims as hunting. So, you know, I just wanted to be like, no, he's already got them and he took them away to let them go to hunt them. Right. No, it's exactly what them. he did. Yeah. Exactly. So that wow. is all I have on the Butcher Baker. Do you have anything else? No, that one was actually kind of short compared to mine. Because yours lasts 10,000 freaking hours and takes 100 you know, hours of editing. Mine wouldn't have taken that long if I didn't find that extra little nugget. My God. Now I'm waiting for my next Social Security check to get deposited. My, <laughs> my bursitis is acting up. I ain't got no hair no more. Fuck off, Scott. By the time you retire, we are not going to have Social Security anymore. I'm already retired right now because, goddamn, <laughs> your podcast took so freaking long. Shut up. I became a missing person. <laughs> That's what happened. Fuck. He's being mean to me. I'm people. telling the truth is what I'm doing. Truth hurts, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. This has been Brutal Nation. Remember, y'all, you can send us an email at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com. Please check out the website, though, at www.twistedbluellc.com. Dot com. And since we all shop at Amazon anyway, it really helps to show out if you click on the link to Amazon mm-hmm. on our page. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it does help us out. Yeah. This show has been copyrighted 2020 and 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>